what is up wonderful people out there this is ashley campbell with daily encouragement by the time you guys hear this episode it will be june 9th we are in the middle of revelation revamp you guys i hope you guys are getting some value out of the you know last six podcasts where i'm just sharing the biggest revelations that i had year prior and these things have literally changed my life you guys and that is why you know i want to share these things with you because i believe that you know, the words and the things that the Lord has revealed to me can plant a seed in you to where you can become aware of those same things in the context of your life, you know, become aware of more of, uh, you know, who God is in you living by his word. You know, we've talked about so many things, you know, these last six episodes, you guys, but you know, I just, my heart is to communicate to you the revelations that the Lord has given to me in hopes of inspiring you to pursue intimacy in your relationship with the Lord and knowing Him and Him knowing you and you just flowing with Him, walking, living by His Spirit, by His words, walking with your power and authority that you have because you have the Spirit and you are God's child. So, you guys, today we are going to be talking about the biggest revelation I had in June of 2020, which was intimacy it only takes two people. And I'm going to take some time to break that down for you guys today in the context of my life, because that's the only point that I can share it from. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and pray really quick, you guys. And I want to share and unpack this revelation I had, intimacy, it only takes two people. So Lord, 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 thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that you desire to be intimate with us. You desire to show yourself to us, Lord, and that we would show ourselves to you and that we would be so secure in our relationship with you, God, that the things in the, on the outside world wouldn't even phase us because we know where we stand with you. We know where you stand with us and we're anchored in the security of that relationship, Lord. And I just thank you for everything that you have for us in your heart, Lord. You've supplied everything that we need in this life, Lord, everything for life, on this earth to you giving us what we need to fulfill the purpose you have in our life, Lord. You do everything. You gave us the promise. You're the one who gives the ability for those promises to be fulfilled. You provide for us, Lord. And it's just amazing. And I'm just so grateful, Lord, for the people, for your, the Lord, that your people are not dependent upon any systems of this world by any means. That our economy and our well-being and everything that we need for life and godliness is locked up in you by the spirit that you've put in our hearts as a guarantee, Lord, as a seal, as as a marking, God, as a stamp that you've put upon us. And I just pray, Lord, that we would just continue to make ourselves vulnerable to you and that it would just completely transform our lives, Lord, in greater ways and your kingdom would be advanced Um, all across this earth violently because of how your love and mercy and grace has penetrated us, Lord. So I just thank you for that. I just pray for massive revival and just for people to have a greater awareness of who you are in their life and walk in greater power and authority. So I love you, Lord. I pray you guide and direct this conversation. And I just pray all these things in your holy name. Amen. All right, you guys. So let's go ahead and talk about this today. So yesterday I was going through my journals 
and I was trying to uncover, you know, what was the thing that the Lord was really trying to build up in me, you know, in the month of June. And I came across uh, something that I'd written out towards the end of June that really struck me and just reminded me of, you know, I just, I, I got reminded of a revelation that I had. So what brought upon this revelation was I was still realizing that I had some insecurities as far as what are people going to think of me as far as not, you know, being in a church for, you know, it's been almost seven years that we've been out of the church. We haven't not like physically been in a church and, you know, fellowshipping with um, other people in that way. You know, um, I had to go on a massive healing journey after um, we had that fallout with the church that we were basically raised in. You know, um, we were there for almost 10 years and it was the the very first church I had ever become a part of. You know, I think I was 21 years old. And so, you know, I had, I was still pretty young. I had two kids at the time, you know, me and my husband did. And I think I was about 19, probably 19, almost 20, when, you know, the Lord started drawing me back, you know, where, and you know, the Lord's drawing you back when you're thinking about God, when you're curious about him, right? When these questions are coming in your mind, you know, and for me, I've shared with you guys before, I I was baptized when I was 10, you know, I was seeking the Lord at a very young age, you know, but I didn't know how to have a relationship with him. I didn't know what that meant. It was like, okay, God is here, but how's that supposed to impact my life? Like, what's the significance of that? You know, how is that supposed to influence me? How is that supposed to change my life? I had no idea, you know? And so being that my parents weren't, um, you know, consciously seeking God at the time, you know, they were doing their own thing. And we had, I, you know, moved away from my friends who were seeking the Lord. I, you know, when I was 10, it was like, I was on my own. So then when I'm 19, the Lord starts, you know, showing up again. <laughs> Not that he had ever left me. He didn't, but my awareness of him was starting to come back. If, if that makes sense. You know, my husband was seeking the Lord and, you know, I think I shared with you guys, he was hanging out. I guess he had already been thinking about the Lord too, you know, when he was at when he was working and stuff. And, you know, just one night he was hanging out with a neighbor. They were having a barbecue and they were drinking beer together. And the guy's like, you know what God wants you to do? And my husband was like, what? He's like, read his word, you know? And so ever since that day, my husband was like, wow, that really struck him. How, how simple was that? You know? So he started reading the, reading the word of God. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start seeking the Lord. Cause my husband was on fire. So that I'm getting on fire again. And so anyway, you know, we got into this church there for a long time. And I completely, during that time, I had become very dependent upon the church in in terms of guidance and direction. So anyway, I was not confident in my ability to hear the voice of God. I did not know how to be an adult in the faith, if that makes any sense. I was very good at being a disciple. I was very good at being a child or, you know, putting myself under people. But I had not learned to walk in the full authority I had as an adult and as well as a child of God walking in, you know, kind of like growing up, you know, I don't no longer need to be underneath the guardians, you know, 
but realizing that now I'm underneath the guardianship of Christ, he is my guardian now. You know, I had the guardians of the church who were helping me grow, but I needed to come to a point where I needed to get out from underneath of that. And I needed to realize that I was fully able to discern the voice of God in my life and live by his spirit. Cause it says you don't need anybody to teach you, right? You have the Holy spirit. That's the purpose of the Holy spirit is at some point you would be reparented by him, right? That he's your father and he is going to direct you, but you have to learn how to, you know, be confident in your ability to make your own decisions. But I, I hadn't even really learned to do that, honestly, in the natural. You know, as I shared with you guys, I, I struggled with codependency. I didn't even know what it was for, I guess, I mean, I was born into it, really. I mean, my whole life up until, you know, seven years ago when the Lord started showing these things to me and, and unpacking and, and healing and bringing re revelation. But anyway, so I just remember you know, still thinking about that, you know, like, Lord, I haven't been in the church for a while. And, and it's like, how am I going to communicate this whole journey that I've been on to people, you know, because I'll tell you what, you get around church people and they say, what church do you go to? And you say, well, you know, I'm doing home church, right? You're like, you're at home with your family, you're worshiping God together, right? I mean, shouldn't you be doing that anyway? When you, if you really think about it, should church not really begin at the home? You know, should should your home not be the foundation of God's presence manifesting in your life in the direction and and you know the Lord should be He should be there guiding and directing you right and the church is just a you know kind of like an amplifier or you know just a yeah I guess amplifying what God's already doing you know what I'm saying and you get encouraged by other people living out their relationship with the Lord so anyway I just remember thinking about all this right. And I'm like, Lord, you know, how do I break this down? You know, like, what was the point? And it was like, it just hit me. It was like, Ashley, it was intimacy. It only takes two people. And I just realized, I was like, wow, Lord, the whole purpose of me getting out from underneath of that, you know, religious system that I was stuck in, you guys, that's really what it was. And, you know, I'll do another po podcast, see if I can remember this let's do another podcast i'm gonna write this down while i'm talking to you guys let's do one on religion and what it means i think uh that'll be really good so anyway i just it was like actually you know intimacy it only takes two people so i was thinking about that and i was like wow lord that's what it's been about the whole time it's been about you showing yourself to me and me showing myself to you and so let me show you some scriptures really quick you guys to kind of help you see what I'm talking about here. So if you go to John 15, right? No, excuse me, John 14. So the Lord's talking to his disciples and he was like, you know, let your heart not be troubled, right? And then he goes on and Thomas goes, Lord, we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? Right? Isn't it crazy how you can be with somebody for so long and then still not know them, right? Not really trust their words or take their words to heart, you know? 
to be intimate with them, to know them and for them to know you. You're still kind of like got them at a distance, if that makes any sense. You know, you're not really like completely consuming these words that the person is saying. You're still kind of got it on guard a little bit. So anyway, hold on, you guys. My kids are banging on the door. Yes. Yes, for a little bit. Anyway, so it goes on and uh, it says, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the father and the father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the work themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the father may be glorified in the son, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And then it goes down here in verse 21 and it says, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So let's unpack this a little bit, right? So he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. Think about a marriage covenant. When you got married to your spouse, or maybe you're not married yet, but you plan to get married, or maybe you've been married and got divorced, right? There was, it all comes down to this, the very thing I'm about to say. When you got in relationship with somebody and got married, your words you spoke to each other became your covenant or your agreement to one another, okay? And when you kept each other's words, that's how you showed your love for one another. Don't you feel like somebody loves you when they keep your words, right? Like they know what you said, they heard you, they understood you, right? They take them into consideration. So that's what we do when we keep the Lord's commands. It's to, it's to demonstrate that we're under the same covenant as he is, right? We're living by his words. He said it, therefore we're coming underneath of that. We're in agreement with that. We're both living by the same words, right? And so, um, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, right? So you show your love to the Lord through how you keep his words. You know, you, you take them into your heart. You take them into yourself. And then he says, any who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So isn't it amazing that the more somebody keeps your words, you end up revealing more of yourself to them because you can trust them, right? Does the Lord not use the relationship of marriage to demonstrate his heart towards us, right? He always, he always refers back to marriage, husband, wife, we're the bride of Christ. He's our husband. So marriage is a very... A mysterious picture of the dynamics that the Lord wants to have in our relationship with him so when somebody keeps your words and you can trust them you tend to be more vulnerable with them and giving them more of your words and more of yourself and that's exactly what the Lord is saying here you guys I'm gonna show you a definition really quick or I'll read a couple definitions to you so you know manifest right so it's the same as you know clear decided, distinct, evident, okay? P uh, making it plain, straightforward, transparent, unmistakable. So the verb is 
communicate, declare, demonstrate, display, expose, give away, reveal. God's heart towards you is to reveal himself to you more and more. And just realizing that that's really the purpose of, you know, going through the wilderness. It's to build that intimacy with the Lord. Are you going to keep his words, right? He talks about that in Deuteronomy. He's like, you know, you went through this to test you if you were going to keep my words, you know, and to, and to show you that man doesn't live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Are you going to live by what he says? Is that going to be the foundation of your life? The whole point of God being your father is him reparenting you, right? You cry out to him. He builds you up. He shows himself to you. You know, you, you, you get this dynamic going on in your relationship that you realize I can call out to the Lord and he answers me. He hears me. He, he saves me. He provides for me. Whatever it is that, whatever it was that, you know, had you, that made you more aware of what you needed from him, that he came to offer you. Whatever you need from him is what he already has to give you, right? No matter what it is, provisions, healing, perspective, right? That's really what he's going to do anyway. <laughs> That's what the grace is and the life that he has is, is the, the new thoughts that he gives to us that we never thought before that completely change your life, right? And put you on a good path, prosper you, build you up, give you peace. That's the foundation of having a relationship with the Lord. That's the receipt, right? That's the exchange is the peace that you get. So anyway, he wants to manifest himself to you. And how he does that is by you keeping his words. And so, you know, just, just think about that, you guys. Think about how the Lord wants to make himself known to you. But are you making yourself known to him? Does he know you, right? How vulnerable are you with God? How honest are you with him? He says he desires truth in the inmost part. You know, are you being truthful with the Lord? Can you face the reality of your own heart, what you need from him without shame, blame, and condemnation? If you do have blame, shame, and condemnation, would you, would you acknowledge it before the Lord and ask him for what you need, right? Salvation, healing, all those, all those good things that are opposite of the things that keep us away from him. So let me share a couple things with you guys really quick. A couple other notes that I took and then we'll get off this podcast, but so what is God's heart for you? Relationships are between two people and God desires intimacy. Intimacy is knowing someone and God wants to know us and for us to know him. God says we love him. We will keep his words. And the, and the way God responds to us is to hear our prayers and answer them, right? To give you anything that you ask. We respond to God by accepting and keeping his words God responds to us by listening and answering our prayers. And isn't that the kind of, that's the dynamic that Jesus revealed here in John 14. He goes, if you keep my words, right? Ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. How, what other way can you reciprocate yourself in a relationship, right? Show yourself to somebody. Is they ask things of you and you do things for them, right? It's not a one-sided relationship with the Lord. He's not just like expecting you to keep his words and you can't ask him for anything. It's a marriage. It's more than just a, it's more than just father-daughter, father-son relationship. It's way more intimate than that. It starts out that way, 
But then as you grow, you enter into the marriage side of it, which is another part of the relationship. You know, it's it's like I said, it's pretty profound, honestly. It's it's kind of it's just, you know, I don't I don't know how else to put it, you guys. But you know, you enter into that with him and you know, you get the benefits, right? There's a, there's certain benefits you get when you're married to somebody, you know, that you don't have when you're not married. You know, and there's certain benefits that we got that we get with the Lord when you keep his words, right? That he's like, you keep my words, ask me for whatever you want, I'll do it for you. That's pretty amazing. You know, and how many of us can be afraid to ask God for whatever we want because of different things you've been through, right? Even though God has nothing to do with that. Have you guys ever not believed God's word because your understanding of it came from the experiences you had when you didn't have a relationship with God? Let's just say like growing up like I did, right? You know, all the, all the, the poverty and just the lack and all that kind of stuff. It was hard for me to ask something from the Lord because I was always anticipating just lack and struggle, you know? And even in my relationship with the Lord, as I was walking with him and the different things we went through, you know, living in the bedroom and in the travel trailer, those were hard times, you know? But I, I think I've shared with you guys before, even looking back on that, I was still, I was still, I was doing what I wanted to do. I wanted to raise my kids. I wanted to, you know, um, be with them full time. So being with them full time meant that we were only going to be on one income. And when you're on one income, you know, it was definitely an adjustment, you guys. But anyway, I don't want to get too far off on that. Um, but there were certain things that I had to go through, even with that, that, you know, I, I look back on it and I'm like, you know, Lord, why did it have to be that way? Right? Why did I have to go? Why couldn't you just like bless the business and, and do these things? Why did I have to go live with these people? Why did I have to live in this travel trailer? Why can why couldn't it just been easier? You know, again, that's part of the, you know, that's part of the journey of him reparenting you, right? When you're, when you're a child, you don't get to determine how you're raised, so to speak. You know what I mean? I didn't necessarily, I didn't get to pick the path. I knew in my heart what I wanted to do and I wanted to be with my children. And that's, and the Lord honored that. But as far as how that was going to look on the outside world and all that kind of stuff, I didn't get to choose that. I got to choose, hey, Lord, I'm going to be home with my kids, you know, and choosing that. And, but you guys get what I'm trying to say. You, you're, you don't get to decide. That, that, there's going to be times in your relationship with the Lord that you don't get to choose the path that you walk on. It's like, it's like, it's the trend. It's like this time, right? When the Israelites were leaving Egypt and they had to cross through the wilderness to get to the promised land. They didn't choose that route. There's certain routes that I'm trying to say that the Lord, you know, talk about an Exodus, that the Lord put them on a different path because they, they weren't ready to face war and they would, they would have turned back. There are certain paths that you didn't choose to go on that you really needed to be on. And at the time, you know, they didn't realize it. They didn't know they needed to be there. They knew that they wanted to go to the promised land, but they didn't know about all the other things within themselves that they had to be built up in. You get what I'm saying? There was things that God had to build up in me through that time that I didn't even know needed to be built up that, you know, that had to go that way. And I had to be okay with that. And I had to reconcile that, you know what, Lord, that was, that was a different time and season in my life, you know? And so anyway, you guys, I'm, I'm like, am I even on track with what I'm talking about? 
<laughs> oh Lord, help me, Lord Jesus. So anyway, you guys, I just wanted to to share that with you guys today. Intimacy only takes two people. So I didn't need to be with you know a group of people in order to know that my relationship with the Lord was validated. The whole point of me being out of the church was for me to know the one that I served. It was just me and him. I needed to learn how to hear his voice and not be directed by other people like I was for so long. I needed to know who he was and I needed to be able to, to walk in that confidently. I needed to learn how to strip away all the other voices in my head and just live by the one voice, right? Man doesn't, man doesn't live on word bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. I had to be able to know that I was talking to God, that he was hearing me, and I shared that story with you guys before, and that, you know, I could discern him, you know, and that I would know him on my own, and that my relationship wasn't so outer dependent upon other people telling me what to do, but I needed to learn how to be an adult in Christ. And that only comes through intimacy. And that sometimes that path of intimacy is going to look kind of, you're by yourself sometimes, you know, you may feel like you're by yourself, but it's all for a purpose, especially if you, you know, have gone through like, I, like, you know, with codependency and, you know, like for me, the motives of me being in church weren't even pure, yo. It was, oh, I want to prove my Christianity. I want to show people that I really do love the Lord and I'm proving myself. Okay, that's the wrong reason, <laughs> right? So there was a lot of things that I needed to unlearn in the time of not being in the church. And the thing that I needed to learn was intimacy with the Lord, right? Him showing himself to me me getting more confident of talking to him and, and looking for him and seeing how he was answering me and showing up in my life and, and being confident in that and walking forward in that. So anyway, you guys, I hope this makes sense. Um, that was really, really powerful for me. So I want you guys to think about your relationship with the Lord. Do you know him? Does he know you? And are you pursuing intimacy with the Lord? It only takes two people, right? That's all intimacy is. It's you knowing someone and them knowing you. And so do you have that kind of relationship with him? You and him at the end of the day. So, all right, you guys, that's all I have for you today. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you are listening to this on iTunes, could you please give me a review? I'd really appreciate it, you guys. It's going to help the podcast grow. And, uh, you know, I, I would really like to see it grow for the sake of people, like I said, there's a ton of content on here, you guys. I did a life coaching series for you guys. It started January 20th through May 21st of 2020. That was a huge piece for me in, in, in walking, giving you guys a framework on how to establish an identity upon your character and values and not your performance, other people's opinions or your circumstances. That is life changing. If you can really do the work and you know un- and establish yourself in that way, there is a foundation for that. I left it for you guys on the podcast, as well as everything else that I got, you guys. Anything and everything that the Lord has poured in me, I'm pouring out right here to you guys for the sake of building up my brothers and sisters and hoping to inspire and empower you guys to take more and more responsibility in your relationship with the Lord and asking Him, Lord, who am I, right? Who have you created me to be? What do you want me to do? And moving forward in that. 
you know, taking up your full authority in your life. That's really the heart that I have for God's people is they would walk in their authority. And so my way of doing that is just being real with you guys about the things I've been through. Hopefully that you guys can see a little bit of your story and my story, or at least see some relate to some of this stuff and be able to get some insight in your life so you guys can continue to move forward and make progress. So thank you guys for listening. Like I said, please leave a review. It'll help the podcast grow. I really appreciate it, y'all. Have an awesome rest of the week, you guys. And I will see you next week. Be sure to go to my YouTube channel on Fridays. Daily Encouragement. I go live on there. Just sharing with you guys whatever is on my heart, just like I do here on the podcast. You know? And uh, just kind of unpack my life with you guys. Different revelations, perspectives, whatever that, you know, the Lord is showing me. I share that with you guys in hopes of encouraging you and equipping you and inspiring you in the same way. So be sure to check out the the YouTube channel, subscribe, and uh, you guys drop some comments in there. Let me know that you're there. Um, You know, it'd be cool to get to know you guys more. I've been thinking about going back on Facebook. We'll see how this goes. Um, I had about 400 people on my page and I miss some of those people. Oh my gosh, I miss them because we had some great conversations and you know, I just was like, man, Lord, maybe, Maybe one of these days I should crack that back open, you know, and just kind of get back on there. I didn't for a while because of all the bull crap, you know, the political side of it. I definitely think what Facebook has done is absolutely disgusting as far as destroying or making a huge effort and doing fairly well, I must say, to censor and block information and really just, you know, try to flush um, our country down the toilet and uh, did not agree with that. But anyway, you guys, enough of the rants. I love you so much. I will see you all next week.